Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 7, Episode 12. Taylor Marshall and I preview the four girls' distance races heading into the season. Let's hit it. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. All right, Ark. Continuing episodes of track previews. Colin Altavote, Taylor Marshall, Indiana Runner Podcast. We're on to the girls distance races these are it's a girls first year so there are four events for us to go over uh taylor this is a little more in our realm of expertise yeah we're getting into the distance events here girl side boy side uh some of the things that really kind of get us excited about track and field right 16 events everybody's kind of got their thing their shtick this would be our shtick yours especially right Especially me. Yeah. Here we go. 800. There are six returning medalists, and we saw the two fastest 800 uh, times in state meet history last year. One of them returns. That is Nikki Sutherland of Delta. She was second at the state meet uh, and ran 205. Nola Summers Glenn, a senior from Bloomington North, senior this year. Third at the state meet, 211. Tori Jackson, senior from Whiteland, fourth at the state meet, 212. Summer Rempe, senior, Noblesville, sixth at the state meet, 212. Henny Schminke, senior, West Lafayette, seventh at the state meet, 213. And then Ciara Kepner, a junior, Hamilton Southeastern, she was ninth at the state meet in 214. And those times, Taylor, they may have come from the state meet, but that was their best performance on the year as listed on direct athletics of those six medalists what sticks out to you and then we've got more to talk about plenty more to cover here yes so i think sutherland um you know should be considered the heavy favorite in this event right of the four events that we'll discuss here tonight i think uh the 800 is the one in which we could say um she's the heaviest favorite or anybody is the heaviest favorite for that event um, assuming you know, that the, she does it assuming she does it now no inside information we haven't talked to her coach anybody related but uh i, I would feel pretty good that she'll be involved in multiple events and this will be one of them this is the only distance event that she has not won a state championship in so she may want to walk away with the uh the triple crown if you will you know won't be at all the same meet but who that's crazy anyway. Um, so I think this is the the one that we could look at and say we have the the heaviest favorite, the clearest. Uh and then beyond that, Colin, roll the dice. Let's see where they land. I mean, it it could be anybody. Um, I think it's really um tight between, you know, who we might predict two through nine for podium, uh, because likely the uh, second event for anyone on the podium, maybe even third event in that, in that case, right. For many of these uh, competitors, right. At least podium hopefuls. Then you could look at uh, some, you named uh, you know, Tori Jackson from Whiteland, unlikely to have a four by eight. Does she do the 1600 before? What does that Not mean it. for hundred? Probably just focus on the 800, right. right. Uh, same could be said possibly about uh, Henny Schminka at, at West Lafayette, right. Could have a four by eight. More likely, it makes sense for her to do this event in the open, and then maybe a few others that you'll name here. 
Uh, but you know, this is one where it's really hard to predict right now because of where it falls in the meet and uh, some other demands these girls may have for their team. I think Nola Summers, Glenn, who goes to Bloomington North, she to me seems a little ahead of the rest of the field. I know she was only a second or so uh, at the state meet ahead of, you know, Jackson and uh, in, in at least her best time ahead of Jackson and Rempe. But I wonder, she had a really good cross country season out of all of these girls. Um, you know, Sutherland obviously beat her, but Sutherland's kind of in her own her own tier of all of these returners, but I summers Glenn was in the top 25 and I think she's the only one here. Bloomington North could be in the title mix and we'll at some point are going to record uh, like a, like a team title contenders. And I've even gone through and done a mock meet uh, that, that predicts that based on all of our outlines and everything. And I just wonder if, it makes sense like she's run 211 and she's finished in the top 25 at the state meeting cross country so could she kind of meet in the middle has she developed enough strength now to take her 800 i don't want to use the word speed but her 800 abilities pair that with the aerobic component from cross country and maybe be a 450 miler well, that certainly could be the case uh, in which that would probably deliver her team mm, seven points, eight points, maybe uh, it's not enough to win somewhere between eight and six points. Maybe we'll say at 450 is that, you know, does that total outweigh what she could do fresh in the 800? Are you suggesting maybe she would have the ability to run the 16 and come back in the 800 and score in both? Yeah, I mean, that's the only reason you would do it. Right. Like, could she run and finish fifth in the 1600 and still be good enough to finish second in the eight? Because then you do it because that's that's 13. Yeah, 13 right there. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see. Right. I mean, we have a long way to go here. Um, but, you know, that that would certainly you pair her with Hadley Lucas, who will get you upwards of, you know, 17 to, to possibly on a great day, 20 points, you know, 17, 18 is a little bit more realistic there. Um, and then a few of the other pieces they have. I mean, they basically have three athletes, right? They've got Glenn, Lucas, and then Dee Eberle, who's going to be in both hurdle races and the um, long jump. And then yeah. they they were like in the mix to score in the four by one, and they were just outside scoring in the four by four. So do you put Everly and Glenn then on a four by four? She didn't. Sure, it's Glenn, the last, Everly last didn't run it. Night. You go yeah, for but, it. But then what's left if you know if Glenn has run the sixteen hundred? And we may hear we're pretty well connected. After this comes out, we may hear from somebody being like, "That's insanity. We're not even contemplating. They're they're not even going to consider." the 1600 but i i think we could see her run really well at that franklin central meet and then they, they may want to think about it i don't know yeah i that's i mean okay if if you're asking me to put my my coach hat on here and say well if i'm uh coaching in this situation what would i do well i i think i would have my athlete open to the possibility we talk about it and then some determination would happen after 
right. good meter mile. Yeah. We'd say, hey, this is this is something we're looking at, and this will be a bit of a litmus test for um, not only are we able to handle this, but also what do the other girls around the state look like? What is this? Is this realistic in another? What is that? Uh, eight weeks, six weeks out from the state meet? Is this doable? Uh, for us, or is this something that we need to maybe punt on and put our efforts to the open aid and just say, you know, hey, we're just going to try our best and see where that puts us at the state meet team wise. Yep. We're going to get to loose ends here, but I'm looking at our time. And if we want to uh, spread them out evenly, and we may want to put more time in before by eight, or maybe less time, uh, we're going to have to keep going. So we are going to do loose ends on the Patreon later, and you can uh, subscribe to that and hear what uh, what we have to say in coaching corner and all of our uh, normal stuff that we put onto that uh, that site, that uh, subscription service, patreon.com slash Indiana Runner. It's five bucks a month and uh free seven-day trial. Okay, uh, I, I have some other categories here in the Open 800, and this uh, podcast, when it's released for uh, Spotify and Apple, uh, it'll also have an accompanying article with it, which is just taking the outline that I have here. So I put of note, Olivia Howell, senior Eastbrook, last year she ran 215. Karis Glenn Jones, junior Columbus North, ran 216 and was on Columbus North state championship four by eight. Uh, secondary event, Joey Rastrelli, senior Warsaw, ran 214. Mallory Weller, a sophomore from Concordia, 216. Uh, and both of them had excellent cross-country seasons. Unlikely to race at state, Ellie Berida, Sophomore Bloomington South 214, Addison Canablo, a senior from Homestead 214, Olivia Seblo, junior Carmel 214. Canablo, this would be her third best event. She probably will be on the four by eight, but I don't think she's going to run the open eight. She'll run the 3200. And then Barrett and Seblo, very likely to run the open 400 that they did last year. And then I put freshmen from the fall, uh, Anissa Lammy. It's going to be a freshman at Hamilton Southeastern, but I think she'll probably run the 400 since she has the best time of anyone in the state. Uh, but if there's like one event you could switch to, right? She's good at the 400. She's good at cross country. She'd probably be pretty good at 800. Yeah, all, all signs would point to that. One one point to make there, uh, last year's field only featured one freshman girl. Only one freshman girl. So we'll see if Lammy... Uh, ends up doing that or not um one group that we didn't mention in this rundown here colin <clears throat> the valparaiso vikings uh they you know I, I would look for maybe one of their girls to run the open i don't have any any real insight on that but as i look at their team they we'll talk about this when we get to the four by eight they've got all four back from a, a pretty good four by eight plus they add on a freshman stud i mean this girl is a total sensation um, so I'm seeing five for four spots. It may make sense to have, <clears throat> excuse me, one of their girls run that eight fresh who doesn't make that four by eight, or maybe, Hey, we can place uh high without you and let's go add some points here. I don't fancy them in the team race by any means, but I think that this would be interesting to continue. So, um, you know, they did have two girls compete in the open eight last year. They're incredibly well coached. I think that uh, we'll probably see one of the Viking girls up toward the top of the standings in this event come uh, first uh, May 31st. That is. Yeah. It's crazy. It is in May this year. Yeah. Yeah. I want to rarely if ever see that. Okay. 1600 five returning medalists, Nikki Sutherland from Delta 
was the state champion last year, 443. Joey Restrelle, senior from Warsaw, was second at the state meet in 449. Julia Score, a sophomore from Chittard, fourth, 456. Sadie Foley, a sophomore from Carmel, seventh at the state meet, 457. Mallory Weller, a sophomore from Concordia, eighth at the state meet, 458. So three freshmen on the podium, three even in the top eight last year. Uh, anything on that field? And then there's a whole list of others that I we can go through. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, Sutherland is the state champion, you know, uh, to uh, one of the two events that she's won. Uh, we we talked about maybe her running the 16 and coming back in the open eight. This is the premier individual event on the distance side, right? I mean, I think this is the one where, you know, you, a lot of both boys and girls distance runners want to win and want to run is the 1600, right? Uh, the, the mile in, in general. Yes. Gen yeah. Yeah. Generally speaking, obviously there's some times where you can be a little bit better at this or more of a pathway to a title here or, you know, you got three or three other dudes or, or girls who are pretty good. You want to run that relay, but this is individually speaking. I, I think general, this is sort of how it is. Um, and and the, the one thing I think we have to hone back on here as we talk about this distance uh, preview podcast, and we'll, we'll do the same probably with the boys is the word choice, right? Um, they have to make choices. I think I mentioned choices about the sprints hurdles preview, but that's, you know, that's really just because you're limited to four events, right? Uh, you know, it it's easier easier in quotes right but it's easier to do three or four explosive events on that day as compared to three uh or even maybe attempting four distance events just the demands on your body are totally different so um this this um event area necessitates choice and so we'll have to see who picks what and maybe why and i think as we said earlier a lot of those decisions are made after the flashes showcase and after the Carmel 3200 showcase that following weekend, uh, because then all, all or nearly all the best have competed and you can get a sense of where you stand. Quite a few others to talk about. I have a whole list on here of note, Ava Gerald, a junior from Pendleton Heights, 457. Elia Hayes, a senior from Northview, 456 and was on relay duty last year and likely will not be this year. Taylor Hansen, a senior from Carroll, 502. I think all of them will run this uh, and, and likely fresh at the state meet. And then I put, I call this the assembly of ambiguity. We don't, we don't know what event they will do. These are their best times listed that were on direct athletics last year. It does not include that Franklin Central showcase. Uh, so some of those could have run faster there. Elizabeth Butler, a junior from Hamilton Southeastern, 459. Maggie Powers, a senior from HSE, 5 flat. Jessica Hegedus, senior, Avon, 501. Mary Eubank, senior, Penn, 501. Brooke Bivitz, a senior from Valparaiso, 503. Lauren Clem, a senior from Franklin, 504. Lauren Clem, I think, has made it in the 1600 and the 400 in her time in high school, as well as being all state in cross country. How about that range? Shout out. That's awesome. So maybe she should run the 800 <laughs> based yeah, on what we were should. thinking. Um, yeah. The question for me, and, and we'll get into this, and we got to keep moving through it as well, uh, is if Hamilton Southeastern loads their 4 by 8 or not. They could load the 4 by 8 up and still bring back Butler or Powers in the 1600. It seems more like you'd probably want to run them on the 4 by 8 and then bring them back 
get more rest and run the 3200. Conventional wisdom says that, but there is a surprising amount of rest between the four by eight and the 3200 or four by eight and 1600 rather. And it tends to be about the same amount of rest between the 1600 and the 3200. And people do that double all the time. Yeah. Well, or when you have two, two stars like that, and you have team title ambitions, as I'm sure the Royals do, they certainly on paper would be in conversation. Maybe you split them, Colin, maybe you put, Hey, we're both going to run the relay and then Butler or Powers runs a 16 and the other comes back in the 3,200. And then they're not, you know, knocking each other out point wise. Right. I mean, they could both be, you know, sixth or whatever in their event and walk away with some points. Um, two names I wanted to mention. I, I know we'll talk about her a lot uh, and have, and, and deservedly so. Um, would Libby Dowdy run the 1600? I mean, she she's deserved. All, she's talk. already run 457. So she's 457. You know, she just ran a 1026 last weekend as you and I sit here and record this, uh, you know, state champion in cross country. I mean, she's one to talk about. And then another uh name that we we didn't mention and you know she maybe had some uh availability issues last spring or uh maybe not her best performance but hannah moore from northwestern she was a uh 1600 uh state qualifier as a sophomore didn't quite make it as a junior and she is one of the state's best on the distance side you know could we see her kind of get back into that that uh top nine talk at the state meet so keep keep a lookout for hannah moore as well distance is different than any other event type because we do have a fall season and I listed five what I call freshmen from the fall which is how we know about them Whitney Anderson from Valpo who you mentioned uh, Alice Friesen from Huntington North Lexi Kalbaum of Bloomington South Olivia Lozier of Westfield and Krista Sitzma of Kankakee Valley Kankakee Valley could have a very uh, strong duo here for for three years uh, the best eighth grader, the the runaway winner at the middle school cross-country state championship also uh, lives in Kankakee Valley right now. Uh, anything else? You ready to move on to the 3200? Let's move on. All right. Twice as fun. Uh, five returning medalists in this event. Addison Canablo from Homestead, who we talked about earlier, second at the state meet last year. 10-12 was her best time. Mary Eubank, a senior from Penn, fifth at the state meet. 1044, but that happened at the state meet uh, when it was 90, 92. Lexi Pannings, a senior from Concordia, six at the state meet, 1045. Julia Score, a sophomore from Chittard, seventh at the state meet, 1032 was her best mark. Maggie Powers, we talked about in the 1600, having run five flat. Uh, she's a senior now, Hamilton Southeastern, eighth at the state meet, 1056. Anything on them? Well, I think this goes back to the idea of choice and just trying to understand who who will choose to do what, right? I mean, I think whether it's Canablo or probably Panning, uh, Score, we saw do this, Powers, these girls will have run uh, at least one other event beforehand. So who will be, you know, fit enough to handle uh, the demands again on a day that might be upwards of 90 degrees, Um you or know, it might be 65. Or it might be 65. Who knows? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't complain if it's 65, I guess. Um, but, you know, I, I it'll be interesting to see kind of who who's there and who handles that. Um, 
you know, you, you got to think Canablo is is still the favorite. Uh, but as we discussed, Libby Dowdy, right? Let's let's throw her back in there. I know she's on the sheet to talk about, uh, but she just beat Canablo uh, by about a second indoors here this past uh, Saturday. So, and they were both on their second event. Second event of the day, yeah. This to me seems the likely landing spot for Dowdy. And it seems like Sutherland's going to want to do the 1600-800 double. Uh, and then Canablo likely on a 4 by 8 You know, does she then just come back for the 3200 like she did last year? Homestead sneakily, they were 10th, but I think Canablo anchored in like 210, 211. And they didn't run one of their better girls. She wasn't available, but they did run her later on at one of those national meets. If she had run, Homestead might have won the four by eight. And a lot of them are coming back. We're stepping on the four by here a little bit. A lot of them are coming back. So it seems like she's not going to be fresh either. So if Dowdy is fresh and nobody else is of, you know, there's there's certainly a big separation between Canablo, Sutherland, Dowdy, and then the rest of the field. Um, right. That this seems a... a easy landing spot for Dowdy to get her first individual track championship. Yeah, certainly, certainly could be, um, you know, again, she would only have possibly run the 1600 beforehand. I don't see her in 800 and there's no, no shot for the four by eight there. So, um, you know, it, it does seem like that's the clearest path. More of note, Nikki Sutherland from Delta 1014 last year, Joey Rastrelli from Warsaw 1045. Jessica Hegedus from Avon, 10.51. Liz Smith, who's a senior at Westfield, 10.46. And Hadessa Austin, a senior at Seeger, 10.57. And she did that at the state meet. And then those same five freshmen that I mentioned in the 1600, bear repeating here in the 3200, plus others we may not know about. Whitney Anderson from Valpo, Alice Friesen from Huntington North, Lexi Kalbaum of Bloomington South, Olivia Lozier of Westfield, Krista Sitzma of Kankakee Valley. And we don't know, like you mentioned, Valparaiso, um, a very good tradition in the four by eight that maybe Anderson is a 213, 212, 213 or, or whatever, or maybe she's better in the 3,200. We just know she's a good distance runner because she was yeah. like six, fifth, I think at the state, fifth or six. She was in the yeah. certainly in the top 10 for Valpo and Valpo finished third as a team. Mm. And then I, I put, don't forget Libby Dowdy. Uh, who's a sophomore at Indian Creek state champion in cross country. I had her best time from last year, which was 1113 uh, marked down. And then she, she ran five flat 1026 double this weekend uh, at the Indiana runner indoor opener. So she, she's going to be a difficult contestant for anybody. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. Ready for the four by eight? Let's do it. I think there's a lot, there's a lot to talk about here. So, Columbus North won last year, but they graduate three of those four. And the one returning is Karis Glenn Jones, we talked about, who also had a very good cross-country season. Uh, Carmel was second. They have three back, and their slowest leg graduated. You can see the splits on um, on alpha timing on, on the state meet results, but the order may not be right. So now most of these teams, we know what order they ran, so we can see – who was the fastest leg, who was the slowest leg, and so on. Bloomington South 
brings uh, three back from their team that was third. So Carmel and Bloomington South finished right next to each other. Uh, but Bloomington South's fastest leg is graduating. Noblesville returns all four from their fourth place team. Uh, do you want anything there? Or do you want me to kind of keep going and we can just go through well, all of them well, at once? point to make, I mean, you know, think about Noblesville. Like you said, all four back. Fourth place is still pretty high up there. Uh, you know, they're the defending team champions in track. They were uh, state champions in cross country the previous fall. Uh, had kind of a tough finish to their cross season here in 23. That might be a, a pretty hungry team and certainly a very talented team that could find themselves on top of that four by eight pile. So teams that weren't in the mix last year, but we think could be this year. I think HSC is the favorite if they go for it. Powers, Butler, Kepner, Lammy. Those are all four potentially sub 215 legs. Yeah. Powers and Butler are the superior distance runners, but they've each run five flat. What in general, right? Sometimes you have distance run or mid distance runners, even sprinters, if you will, 400 runners that move up to the 800 and run a really fast split or have a lot of 800 potential that don't have it in the 1600. But in general, yeah. what do you think five flat for 1600 is for 800 on the girls' side? The uh, two 16. Okay. That's what I was going to say. So they're both last year were five flat. Uh, so we can assume that, you know, a, a year, a year better, a year more experience, a year more training to go from, five flat 215 and then Kepner ran 214 I believe last year uh ran on the four by so Powers and Butler didn't run on the four by Kepner did uh and HSC was I think in the top nine but certainly weren't in the mix to win and then throwing in Lammy who's run 55 seconds but also was one of the 50 or so best cross-country runners all year um and then just had availability issues and, and didn't run as well at the state meet yeah, they so they were seventh last year at the state meet, but only out of those four, only Kepner ran it at the state meet. I think HSC is going to have to balance team goals versus individual goals, and by team, I'm going to lump in four by eight relay, right? So just there's a team title at all sixteen events, but then there's also do we do we have goals for the four by eight, or do we have individual goals for some girls or? Is there a possibility to overlap on some of that? I think that's one thing to kind of consider when you have um, a couple stars right there who may want to uh, see how high they can place in an individual event. So trying to balance those things will be important as well. And they were seventh, by the way, at uh, the state meet last year without um, right. Powers and Butler. Now, last year was also two of the last three years – What's a tactful way to put this? Two of the last three years since COVID have been substantially weaker up top than yeah. average. So the Valpo team that won two years ago was like 9-0 something. But the other years, it's been like 9-10, 9-11, 9-12 that won it. And actually, I, I think Columbus North had another three or four seconds in them 
but they had such a lead that Baker kind of backed off and you can kind of even see that in inner split. Yeah. I think this year it's going to take more, but if HSC doesn't load it, it may not, it may be another year where nine, 10, nine, 11, nine, 12 can challenge for it, which is just has not been the case. Most other years, a lot of other years it's been like, I mean, I remember, you know, some of the sub nine teams even, or it was like 902, 903, somewhere in that, in that range. But there've been a few years where over 910 won. Yeah. HSC has the most potential to go substantially under 910 and, and potentially go under nine minutes. Homestead I, could get into it. Go ahead. I was going to say that's, that's the team that I think would give them, everybody loads up that gives them the biggest run for the money would be Homestead because they've got four who are really good plus a star. I mean, that just looks like a, a great head-to-head -head showdown between HSC and Homestead with the winner flirting with sub nine, probably under nine. And and potentially like a, a juxtaposition of styles between this all-American distance runner cross country runner right addison canabla who for all we know may run 10 flat this spring versus senior versus a freshman 55 seconds 54 seconds over 400 a a, a serviceable cross country runner a good cross country runner you know potentially a score on a state championship team next fall even this fall they were certainly contender uh but the two of them against each other which would just be very different types of runners yeah uh talking about homestead valpo won two years ago a, a well well trained group a lot of uh history there in in distance running in general in this event in particular uh they do have all four back from last year i think they snuck onto the podium and they have you know a, a star freshman that if you could take out I don't know what their slowest leg was, but you take out a 222 and put in a 212. That throws you into the mix. Yeah. Concordia really could get into it with a loaded relay. I don't think that they will, but Weller, Panning, Schumann, and Schlicker, those are, you know, Weller and Panning. Weller especially is, is like a 212 maybe. Panning more of a longer distance runner, scores in the 3200, but – it's still a distance race. And when you've run five flat and you've run 1040, you're not going to be that much slower than 216, which certainly keeps someone in the mix. Sydney Schumann, I think, has run like 220. Um, and then I think Schlicker's been in that range as well. So if, they, if all four of them went, Concordia's only going to go for it. No inside information here, but just basic observation. They're only going to go for it if they've got a good chance to win. And maybe they and can get into it. I'm on paper, it seems like they would be right there. And they'll probably have, I, you know, Southeastern is, is going to be a mystery, but Concordia could at least gauge Homestead's intentions. Yeah. Uh, North Central 10th last year, they got three back, both Rokios and Kalina Matthews. They could find one more. I don't know if that's necessarily a team that is going to win it, especially if Homestead and Southeastern and Concordia load up plus who knows what valpo's got obviously carmel uh always strong in this event I, bloomington south has a 
has the Martolio twins and Barrida, and who knows what Kalbaum could give them. That's another team that could get into it. Yeah. I'll tell you, I think North Central has four. Obviously, the the Rokios and uh, Kalina Matthews are are three of the strongest ones. They had a freshman run 531 this past Saturday. Can she give you 220? I right. mean, not, that's not, you know, but solid, right? But then the be question there, is, that's solid. Does 220 kill you, right? If, to win, probably this year, but they could be a top five team, maybe. Could they be fifth, yeah. sixth, kind of somewhere around sense. there where they're on the podium? I mean, the other thing to keep in mind is they have to go through the most difficult area in terms of individual advancement for the distance races. I mean, they're going to have uh, Sutherland. They're going to have score uh, the rookie. I mean, there's, it's a deep, deep field. It's going to be tough. So uh, the other thing, Ava Jarrell's in that one, uh, a couple of these girls may have a hard time making it individually yeah. who are pretty good. So maybe the route is the four by eight where, you know, they're going to be on the, you know, the shot for the podium. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we got through all of those again, we'll switch on to the, the Patreon here. If you want to hear, we, we've probably still got a few things to go over in the 800, 1600, 3200, and especially on the four by we may have another 10 minutes on that. Um, and you could listen to that free seven day trial again, Patreon, P A T R E O N.com slash Indiana runner. And it continues to get uh, more exciting when this is released. We're going to be not too far away from the Indiana runner showcase meets sprint showcase distance showcase. Uh, sign up for those registration informations on Indiana Runner on the message boards, and you can find it at Direct Athletics. I predict, normally not a big predictions guy, more of a projections than predictions. Uh, okay. So I actually project, this is using real numbers, I think this will be the biggest showcase meet ever. Biggest showcase meets, most number of participants. I think there's going to be a lot of interest this year. Distance showcase? Yep. Sprints and distance at Wabash. Yes, they're both there on the same day. And the nice thing about the the showcase meets is that you don't have to be there all day, right? We've all been at these indoor meets where you're just there all freaking day. Like okay. it's like six hours, seven hours. And uh, if you work for Indiana Runner, you are there all day. But uh, it's worth it uh, when you uh, are a partner on, in the business. But yeah, you can just come in run your two events, run your one event, you know what time to be there and not have, it doesn't have to be one of those like HSR qualifiers. And I love the HSR series. I love indoor, what we've made of indoor in Indiana. Uh, but those are long days. This is one where, you know, race is going to be about this time. I'll get there an hour and a half beforehand. I'll run the race and then I'll cool down and I'll hit up, you know, Wendy's or whatever fine culinary experience they have in Crawfordsville. Yeah. There's a pretty good Mexican restaurant downtown. Yes, because when I yeah when I think of good authentic Mexican food, I think Crawfordsville, Indiana. Well, you're in luck then because I got one. You know, our favorite Mexican restaurant is Miscellaneous Minute here on yeah. the on the General Podcast. We gotta uh, go. We gotta go back some. She, uh, the the owner of the restaurant, who is often you know uh, is often our server, she was yeah. at the meet with her son. Yeah, I say her son. Yeah, her son ran. Uh huh. Yeah. This past uh, Saturday. Yeah. Yep. So I I saw her there at the meet. It was like, wow, this is a you know I usually see you at your work, and now you're seeing me at my work. Yeah. 
I, uh, but luckily she didn't tell you how to do your job because, you know, I wouldn't tell her how to do her job. No, she's doing, doing a great job. We, we need to go, we need to go back. Let's, let's yeah. go, let's put that on the agenda here for February. Sometimes February. Let's, let's take a trip to Cancun in February. Yep. All right. Hey, thanks for coming on and uh, I'll see you on the Patreon and I'll see you on the other podcast. Sounds great. Thank you. I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love my guys. I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.